to getting salty, baby. Yeah, here's the getting salty. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to make you go solo for a minute there, but listen, I you just really took it away, and I. Oh yeah, I don't know if everybody could hear that we were also. Uh, do I mean? Sometimes you just have to really like. Drop your ass to Bella's lullaby. <laughs> yeah. So now I just gonna shake that groove thing. Just, uh, uh, uh. Again, not a visual medium, but you can use your imagination. Or find many TikToks that perhaps one of ours one day. Oh. <laughs> that make you a little emotional. Oh. Just the idea, my liege. Oh. Us shaking our, shaking our butts on TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Tip top. On um, tip top. Yep. Welcome back. Oh, and it's a good one today. It is a good one today. After I've barely recovered from last week, <laughs> listen to it again last night because I, hope I love lo- hearing us talk. And you just want to hear spoon liquor a couple more <laughs> times. <laughs> just meat hook. <laughs> meat hook. Meat hook. And then you find out he's not even like, it's just a separate hook. It's not a hook for a hand. It's just no. a whole separate no. hook. He uses a to lot less fun. Procure meats, which yeah. I respect. And if you're uh, just tuning in for the first time, we uh, we implore you to go back to our most Nay, recent episode. We beg. We beg. You gross bitch, we beg. Please. <laughs> Check <laughs> it out for yourself. At least to the last episode. Otherwise, you know what? You're going in, you're going, you're raw dogging <laughs> a real heavy episode here because there's a lot. This, this may be our most ambitious endeavor. Topic or recipe wise? Both. Because Both. I am very scared that what's in the oven is always burning, but... <laughs> So far, you know, minor disaster avoided with the... I mean, oh, yeah. the juices are bubbling. Well, you know what? Let's stop teasing our <laughs> listeners here and tell them what we're making today. Well, first, what we're making is a, a Bon Appetit recipe. Actually, let me double check. Completely <clears throat> unheard of for us to be using a Bon Appetit recipe. No, yeah, we don't ever do that. Let's see who it's by. <laughs> We've got a... Oh, it's Claire. It's a Claire Saffitz recipe. A Claire Saffitz I should have known. It's the easy one bowl upside down cake. Uh, Claire, because she's above us all, Mm -hmm. has done it with cherries. We're doing it with blueberries. Yes. Um, So it's a beautiful upside down cake. We are, after recording this evening, we're going to a friend's house. And, you know, we don't do desserts often. We did the cookies, which were amazing. But I figured we should test our skills. On a... Unwilling audience. Truly. Yeah, yeah. No one wants this, but I want it. We're, we're going to do it. And so, so far, all we've done is we've put the blueberries, blueberries, a bit of sugar, some butter, uh, lemon juice, and, and put them in the bottom of the cake pan so they're going to, like, get all... Uh, jammy. Yeah, jammy. Thank you. I was yeah. going to say thick. Yeah, well, and thick now it's and jammy. Anyway, so thick and jammy. Yes. So, yeah. So the blueberries are in there. We mm-hmm. had a minor leakage issue, but it's okay. We've remedied it. Yeah, we put a baking we pan think. under it. Well, we'll find out. We're going to find out. Um, and uh, we wanted to get that started so the rest of us, the rest of it could really be focused on the yes. the, the, the crown jewel. In our jewel of season one of Already Salty. I can't believe we're at our season finale. Can, this I is, can't. Oh, this is so exciting. It's emotional. Now, uh, before we introduce the topic, I think we would be remiss not to explain how and why we decided to go with this topic today. So, I mean, take it away. I will. I will, my <laughs> oh, lady. I will. I will. So, in the wake of all of our Lee Pace adoration, which um, it's boundless. It is boundless. Not only do we love him, but also the photo that we put of him on our Instagram was it has more likes than we have followers. <laughs> I think it's important to note that it's our most successful post to date. I mean, a lot of people would probably say it's transcendent. It is it transcends, transcends the genre. It does transcends the genre. Yeah, it does. Yep. Um, and after putting up that picture, we received a very helpful DM from one Sarah Mary Louise Tilly, who informed us that Lee Pace not only has been the star of an iconic franchise like The Lord of the Rings, but also was. Arguably his most important important role to date. He was in the Twilight Saga, the film adaption. There it is. It's been dropped. So 
we were encouraged to maybe uh, touch upon this by Sarah, and I think we should just. I think we should just really get into it because Listen, Twilight is such a cultural touchstone <laughs> for our generation. <laughs> no, it genuinely is because it's divisive, adored, but also hated. loathed. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it truly is iconic. It is iconic, and it also involves two of our favorite things, books and movies. <laughs> and vampires. Oh, and vampires, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were going to go for vampires first. It involves our favorite thing, vampires. Well, it's got vampires, it's got bite holes. <laughs> Let's get into Lee Pace's bite holes, shall we? Shall we? Join us on this journey. <laughs> I mean... Where do we begin? Do we begin well, with the books? Do we? Yeah, let's let's start at I'm the gonna, beginning. And I'm gonna crack some eggs while we do it. Um, I will speak for myself, but uh, I, not to be that girl, but I did read the books before the movies. I did too. Were even in talks of becoming adapted into movies. So, really? Yeah. Okay. The, that uh, is that. I mean, I feel like. Well, I mean, the thing is, the books were super popular by the time that they announced that they were going to turn it into a movie. Yeah, that's I think true. The isn't second it? one was already out. The second book? Yeah, I think New Moon was definitely already released, or published. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. It feels like, so, you know, four score and 20 years ago. Yes. Um, I remember so distinctly seventh grade Christmas. So mm-hmm. this is topical. <laughs> it does. Oh, yeah. For yeah. sure. That's why we picked this. Yes, it is. Nothing says Christmas six. like a... Vampires. Stephanie Meyer. Anyway. There, there, um, there's Christmas in the book at some point, isn't there? Oh, I'm sure there is. Isn't that when... Uh, well, I mean, we'll get to oh, we will we'll get, get to the it. Jasper of it. Oh, all, we will but. get to the Jasper of it all. But um, anyway, I remember having all of my extended family over for Christmas dinner, and my cousin Sydney, one of my closest friends, she had brought a book with her uh-huh. that she was reading during uh, the pre-dinner kind of lounge time. Oh, that's and very Tilly family. Yes, I'll just uh, relax with a book. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So um, I just remember thinking that the cover of the book was really cool. It was all black. Was this, and twi- it had... was this Twilight itself? Oh, yes. It okay. was the first one. And it was the white hands holding the red apple. So minimalist. Powerful. Very powerful. 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 And I remember after she left, like after everybody left dinner that night, I said to my mom, I want to go get that book on Boxing Day. And I did. Powerful stuff. Very powerful. Powerful stuff. Yeah. And th- thus began my, uh, my descent into Twilight. Because, well, the chaos, because it's just, it's a very chaotic franchise. I mean, there are very few, there, I, I mean, perhaps only one major, you know, worldwide phenomenon that has a grown-up werewolf doing whatever happened with that weird vampire baby. Oh. Yeah. Because, yeah. not that I can think of. No, because this is the thing, is that the Twilight franchise has been out for so long, and that there's so many different things that we could talk about, or I don't know in what order to address them. I know it's all too complex. Is that a ramekin? Yes. Is that oven safe? Yeah. You can grab that for me for sure. You can put some butter in it and melt that in the oven. Sounds good. Thank you, my lord. Because yes, uh, we could talk about the books. Well, I mean, we might as well start where it starts. You know. Yeah. Let's start so, at the beginning. I have read all the books. Good. Okay. Give me as well. So okay. I'm up, I'm up okay. to speed. Just checking. Just up checking. To speed. Um, and I did attend not one, but two Midnight Madness release events at my local Indigo chapters um, in middle school Straight to get to the said source. Okay, yes. I think we can take that out. Yeah? Yes. Right. So, we're going to take the cake pan oven. With the bloobs. With the bloobs. Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. Juicy. Oh, yeah. Gorgina. Wait back. There we'll go. melt that butter quickly. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so you go to Midnight Madness, you say. Yes, me and all of my friends in middle school, um, I remember there was, at one point, I think for the third book release, there was seven of us that were like so in on this franchise, the book series at least, and we were like, yes, absolutely, we're going to go and okay. stay up. Well, I mean, listen, I have only ever been to one Midnight book release, and it was for the last... Harry Potter book? Oh, I did that one too. Yeah. At Zeller's. Oh my god. Yeah. Does that take you back? That really takes me back. Almost too far. Oh. Uh, (laughs) Dangerous. I don't want to go back there. But yeah. No, I get it. I get the excitement that comes with that. Very much. And so, you also read the books. Uh, When it was announced that they were turning it into a movie, Mm -hmm. were you excited? Oh, yes. 
Yeah. Me too. I was. And I mean, yeah, I, it all feels like such a blur. <laughs> because I remember the books. And you know when you read a book and you get really into a book and then you, the vision of the character in your head is so clear. Very, very specific. That it's like kind of jarring when you see the movie adaptation, mm-hmm. whatever, who they've cast. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I, I only, I don't really remember, maybe it's because I wasn't like super online at the time or I mean the internet wasn't like it is now but like I the internet like, was early days there was still a lot of accessible stuff like, like I, think I don't remember Facebook people was already being super mad about like Robert Pattinson I feel like I remember people being excited that he was Edward no I actually was very excited and I'll tell you why Ooh, do. because my only other uh exposure to Robert Pattinson I guess for lack of a better word at that time was him being in the Goblet of Fire Cedric Diggory and the whole point of Edward is he's supposed to be very good looking and Cedric Diggory was I I mean Robert Pattinson like really he was bringing that golden boy perfect chiseled jaw energy to Goblet of Fire so I was like perfect it works for me listen I mean I feel like the fan fiction started early on (laughs) and you know there's some there, the, you can learn a lot in the school of hard knocks, but I can tell you, you learn more from fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I myself never delved. So it's both as a we, dark as we and all know, I, incredibly sheltered from the internet at this time in my life. I'm very sad for you. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, some might disagree. Some would, yeah, but I think you know. There's a boy. You learn a lot more than you learn at school. Yeah, yeah, and. Early days Twilight was. That's I mean, where it was at. I mean, even even just to just to mention this, Twilight inspired another major franchise. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it's lore and its romanticism was so powerful, it spawned arguably the worst series of all time, <laughs> Fifty Shades, Shades of Grey. <laughs> yeah, started as fan fiction about about Edward about and Bella. Twilight. Yeah. Right? And now, which I forget, and then like think about it probably twice a day, and it just like jars well, me every time. It's jarring only in the sense that if you have taken the time out of your life to sit down and either read the Fifty Shades books or watch the movies, which oh, I God. definitely have. Have you? Uh, not the books. I did watch all the movies though. Okay, I still um, haven't just seen it, and it stresses me out. You're not missing a whole lot. I didn't figure I was, but you know, they. Uh, yeah, I. It's just that the plots are both so separate and. There's obviously no vampires involved. <laughs> Which I think is probably the most disappointing part for me. Yeah. But need more bite holes. Need, I'm sending a note to whoever the fuck wrote Fifty Shades of Grey. E.L. James. Thank you. You're need welcome. more <laughs> bite holes. Please and thank you, more bite holes. Now, was there anybody casting-wise for Twilight who you particularly don't vibe with or you just don't understand like the thought process behind that person embodying the character? Um, I have one, but I'll let you <laughs> I have one. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. Even just thinking about the first movie. Yeah, I am. I'm just trying to... Because now it's so ingrained in my head what they look like because of the movies that I've, like, forgotten what I thought of. I want to say... I mean, I feel like... I guess I kind of thought maybe Kristen Stewart was, like, a bit plain to be Bella because... I know they describe her as plain in the book. <laughs> yeah. But then I was like, okay, but like. Wow, they really leaned into this whole really kind of like slate. Thing. And I mean, now obviously I just think Kristen Stewart is like the most beautiful creature in the world. But like, at the time I was like, what is going on? Super fair. Super fair. Um, Hit me with your. Uh... Case do. Just as an addendum to your, your mm-hmm, point, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Kristen Stewart, the only movie that I had really like seen her in multiple times over before mm-hmm. Twilight was this movie called Catch That Kid. She, she and the, uh, and Corbin Blue, who went on to be in High School Corbin Musical. Blue. Wait, this is pre-High School Musical? This is pre-High, Blue? like, they are 13 years old in this movie. Stop like, they're preteens. It. It's called Catch That Kid, and the premise of the movie is Kristen Stewart, Corbin Blue, and this other guy named Max Terrio, who a lot of people would recognize from movies of that time. I just, I, I couldn't tell Why you Why is offhand. that, yeah, because that name sounds very familiar to me. They, There's also a lot of Terrios out here. Yes, there are a lot of Terrios out here. Anyway, they, um... Kristen Stewart's character's father is uh, paralyzed and they can't afford to pay for the surgery to like fix his spine. So she and her two compadres rob a bank. What? It came right off the heels of Spy Kids. Like there's a lot of Spy Kids tones in this movie and it just, it's a fucking romp. I mean, but so I'd seen her in that and I was kind of like, okay, okay, I see what's going on here. Um, But I was going to tell you that my. 
casting issue lies firmly with Rosalie. I fucking knew it. I uh, knew you were going to say <laughs> Rosalie. Why? Explain because, yourself. Okay, here's the thing. I... This is going to sound really bizarre, but... I feel like I probably can't said worse. Watch, I cannot watch Nikki Reed playing Rosalie because all I can think about is the fact that she... Even though she's an absolutely stunning woman, yeah. she's so tanned and so dark-haired, and Rosalie is supposed to be, like... Rosamund Pike should be playing Rosalie. Yeah, like, you know like what I mean? Like, somebody pale. who is really that pale and that blonde and that beautiful already. Like, I just... It just... They didn't do her justice with the dye job I'm they saying. gave her. It's they really didn't. The, the hair was bad. The makeup they used to make her look more pallid was really bad. And yeah. so that that's where I take issue. That I get. Because, like, in the first... What is it? The first movie? The first... Yeah. The first... When we first see Rosalie, she's got yeah. that really bad blonde hair. The wicked tree is just not... Oh, it's not on par. It's not good. It is not good. May we, uh, for the listeners, wh- yeah. what are you doing now with well, the cake Well, I mean, batter? aside from just considering the wig, I'm uh, just <laughs> mixing a little bit of... Uh, I'm mixing in the wet with the dry here for the cake. So we've got the flour, the sugar, etc. The most important ingredient, the sour cream. Yeah, the sour cream, I'm excited because it's going to make it nice. So dense. Dense, but not like too dense you know yeah as you can tell i'm not a baker um and then i put a little bit of lemon in yep now i'm going to put in the melted butter oh, I'm and just gonna slowly speak my language slowly fold it all together yes um i'm gonna use an oven mitt because we put that uh, that ramekin is piping yeah she's piping hot now um one other thing that i wanted to bring up that uh i actually took a lot of issue with as well as a as a preteen <laughs> these movies were coming out um i think that the the actress they cast as victoria in the first movie mm-hmm. i liked her a lot better than bryce dallas okay why did they switch her this is uh it know. was something to do with scheduling conflicts at first but then i think oh, they cool. just Sorry, genuinely was too busy for twilight well that's the thing is that the actress who uh, her name's uh, natasha lefebvre uh, she, yeah. I think she's Canadian, honestly. Um, she, I had read a bunch of interviews with her at the time just because I, I also, um, I mean, continuity is very big for me. Well, That's it's why frustrating I, when they switch out a character halfway through and you're like, well, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I guess I they guess. both have red hair, so we'll never notice the difference. <laughs> How could we possibly tell? It's not like Bryce Dallas Howard is, I don't know, fairy. It's not like Bryce Dallas Howard, Amy Adams, Jessica Chastain, and Isla Fisher aren't all considered I mean, interchangeable kind of in Hollywood's eyes, but... Yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah so uh, that that I had a an issue with. That was annoying, though. I remember very vividly being like, "What the fuck? This isn't the same person." Like, why? Why? Which mattered a lot to like you know teenage me. Yeah, we had nothing else to worry about. So. We really didn't, and now I'm like, <laughs> "Who gives a fuck?" <laughs> um, and the other the other final note I'll make, just in terms of casting, but for the uh, the whole of the franchise. It was a broad as, gesture. Uh, yeah, I did. I did the big big hands. Um, as much as we can make fun and poke fun at the franchise, Twilight, specifically New Moon, mm-hmm. employed and cast so many indigenous actors who were actually indigenous to the Washington area where they were filming and where the movie takes place. You gotta give them props. Well, I mean, you gotta give them for, props. For when it was filmed. Yeah. And like just, you know, just now we're seeing major Hollywood studios actually mm-hmm. cast people from the groups that the characters are from. Mm-hmm. They were like, sadly, ahead of their time. Yes. So I would just like to call attention to that. I mean, Taylor Lautner, he's, I have looked this up before. Taylor Lautner ambiguously somewhere way, way, way down the line, I believe has some indigenous heritage, but um, everybody else who's part of the wolf pack yeah. is like very in touch with their roots ancestry and they've spoken out about this before about how it was very important that they were all there on set mm-hmm. and especially just because um indigenous lore is kind of tied into the oh, plot yeah well, they in talk a big about way. it with, so, the, the, with the, the werewolves. werewolves yeah so i just remember thinking that, that was really cool that is really cool and yeah. one of my favorite characters is billy <laughs> the dad yeah right yeah dad yeah not grandpa dad yeah yeah i just always i don't know i just liked him he didn't mess around. No. I was like, I respect this man. Well, that's a perfect segue, actually, into my next question for you, Delane. Oh, okay. Favorite character? <sighs> Listen. I'm I, listening. I, oh, this is a tough one. Uh, I mean, we're obviously Lee Pace notwithstanding, because <laughs> yeah. he's going to be the favorite. 
Oh, he's going to be. He already is. Uh, and Rami Malek, another surprise. <laughs> so many people in this <laughs> like franchise. So many weird additions. Uh, so many strange additions. Um, favorite character of the Twilight Saga. I mean, I'm partial to Jasper. You knew you were gonna say Jasper, that. and which upsets me on many levels because he was like a he was a Confederate soldier, wasn't he? Yeah. Or was he a Union soldier? No, he was Confederate. That's like, why? That is a big part why? of his backstory. Right? Which I'm like, why? Why did you make him a Confederate soldier? Because as far as I remember, they don't even address it in a major way of like, wow, he's come so far. Like, No, they're just kind of like, he's oh, not he, like, he kind of half died in battle and that's where he got converted. They don't address why <clears throat> he was there. Not yep. that I remember. Which, looking back, I'm like, I don't know. About that, I feel like maybe we should have. Like drawn it just seemed like to... such an unnecessary plot device for. Yeah, like he <laughs> should have been a Union soldier. Like, why was he a Confederate soldier? Didn't need it. And and how does that impact who he is today? Is my question. But I always I was like, oh, he's quiet, and mysterious. Yes. And then Jackson Rathbone was cast as Jasper, and I was like, Ooh. so you agreed with the casting? I really liked. Okay. I really liked Jackson Rathbone. I mean, poor Jackson Rathbone. I don't think he did a whole lot after. No, and this. I don't know what he's up to today, so I can't speak to me enjoying him today yes but i liked him in the movie okay. i thought he was okay. he was what i thought jasper would look like i would agree with you yeah. I, I was happy with his casting yeah i thought, I thought so i thought it was good um so he was probably my favorite character as far as I mean, he's pretty much like, he's not a huge character but he's um, he's present for all four of the books I and all, that's like, exactly how i would movies, describe so. it he is present yeah <laughs> he is visually he's there he's there at brow furrow just kind of yeah, staring at staring at trying to think about like I, want to, I can't eat that person. I guess I guess I can't. Oh, I really want to though. Ooh. Yeah, just a, um, just a bite. Okay, favorite character though. Uh huh. Actually, I, I'm changing. I'm not changing my tune, but uh, um, oh fucking what's his name? Martin Sheen. Oh, um, it's not Arrow. Is it Arrow? It, it's something I think like it's that. Because I always just picture him with again the wig tree, right? The long straight wig, and with his like crazy eyes when he's like the. <gasps> Intriguing. Yeah. And he's just like this really fucked up old vampire. And I was like, I creepy. like this guy. Creepy, creepy. I liked him. Arrow. I think it's Arrow. Yeah. And I'm going to be, I know this is going to enrage you. Oh, but I have to say my it. God. Don't. I liked Dakota Fan. Oh, I knew. <laughs> I knew you were going to. Okay. Well, before I launch into my tirade here <laughs> for the listeners, perhaps, uh, do, are we ready to put the yeah, cake we're ready batter to, into the Yeah, we're ready to spin in the batter. Love it. So, Love uh, it. The blueberries have cooled a little bit. Not a lot of it. Not a lot of it. And I know the recipe says they're going to cool a lot of it, but we're just not there because we got places to be. Yeah, we're pretty busy. Um, we're pretty busy. So yeah. I'm just going to spoon the batter. It's really thick. I'm so happy by how thick it is. <laughs> so happy by how thick it is. <laughs> So happy. So content with the thickness of that. Yeah. Um, so I'm just spooning it over the bloobs. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to try to soak up some of that blueberry juice that's gone into the divot of the pan. Yes. And then we'll put the pan into the oven without the sheet underneath. Okay. But. All right. Well, what, what do you think, Delana? Are you buckled up? Because the I thing mean, is, the, the, the listeners have no context as to why I'm so affronted by you saying that. I, I don't even know if I fully understand oh. where your hatred of Dakota well, family comes from. Oh, this is from. such a treat. Um, anybody who has known me for a very, very long time, and I'm putting into that category my parents and my friends from childhood. Okay, so yeah, like, so the people who gave birth to you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this is really, this is a long battle. And I'm just sort of this is the, the longest batter. battle. Okay. Uh, let's uh, let's hearken back to the early aughts, if you will. Get in the way back machine. Get in the way back machine. Um, at a time where Dakota Fanning was arguably the most sought-after child star in Hollywood. Yeah. And I think that we can all collectively agree that she was just everywhere between the Cat in the Hat and Uptown Girls. Oh Cat my in the Hat was not what I thought you were going to say. Oh, well, I mean, that's just what I... mean, what it's I, true, but I am Sam, Charlotte's Web. I, I can go on. I, I can go on. I am Sam. So, I remember... <laughs> this is where it all started. This is where it all began. Uptown Girls is actually one of my all-time favorite, like, movies from growing up. Because it's definitely a... a it's a Britney sh- Murphy classic. It's a Britney Murphy classic. Um, it's, it is a very delightful movie. There's so much about it that I love. Dakota Fanning intentionally plays the most precocious, rude, uptight little girl 
I've ever seen on film. Right. And her character's name is Lorraine. But nobody calls her that in the movie. Uh-huh. They call her Ray. Uh-oh. And there... There it is. Therein lies the beginning of our issue. So as... <laughs> so you're mad because this child actor is being called by the same name as you. She she this, sucked. Her character sucked. This is Call Me By Your Name, Dose. This is Call Me By Your Name, Dose. Also, Dakota Fanning, uh, for context, is also only a year older than me. So I would have been about the same age as her as I'm, like, watching her in all these movies. And she just, like... Obviously, this is why she was so successful, but she was very good at playing, like, that kind of blunt, dry, wise beyond their years character. Well, yeah, that was, like, her whole thing. That was her whole shtick. So, after that, I tried to avoid her like the plague. It was obviously very difficult, as previously stated. She was literally everywhere. She was in every movie that was, like, marketed for kids at the time. And as a child, I was furious. (laughs) Jealous. And it's very bizarre, only because I have a lot of love and esteem for her sister, Elle Fanning. I also really love Elle Fanning. I don't, I can't tell you what the divide is there. Well, one of them wasn't, didn't steal your thunder as a young Ray. I'm just gonna soak, I got blueberry juice all over this and I'm just gonna put some water in it. Go for it. Because otherwise we're just gonna have to throw out this whole pan. We might have just, yeah, just, and I'm just not willing to do that for you because it's not my pan. Thanks, man. You got it. So anyway. So this um, is where the hatred begins. That's where the hatred begins. And since uh, my, I think it's just now escalated into me not liking really pretentious blonde actresses because (laughs) Dakota Fanning, she's still at the top of my list, but she's joined in good company by Emma Roberts, Kieran Kieran Shipka, Shipka, which we we talked about last week. Oh yeah. Chloe Grace Moritz. Agree. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you didn't like her in Twilight? No. (laughs) Uh, No. No. I did not. All right. Okay. All right. Who was your favorite character then? Unleash. This will surprise nobody. Will it? What? Will it? Will (laughs) it surprise nobody? I don't know. I feel like it's not going to surprise you, but um, I love... Why are you turning red? Because I love (laughs) Kellen Lutz so much. Oh my god. And he... (laughs) That does surprise me. He wasn't even on my list. He just brings so much fun energy, like fun Jason Momoa type energy to the movies. It's like he's, he's a jock. He's a jock. He's a bro. <laughs> like yeah. I mean, Emmett. Yeah. Emmett Cullen just like he's just there for a good time. But even in the books, like I sensed it. I sensed, for, it, I sensed it, and I I thoroughly enjoy. The, the so Emmett, he's my favorite. The Emmett Rosalie convo always confused me a little. Yeah, same. It's like a cat and a dog in a relationship. And more when I think about it, the whole book confuses me so much. I'm like, so it was just these old vampires in long-term romantic partnerships with each other who were also high school students. And then one of their family members is just third-wheeling all of them because he doesn't have a forever partner. And then he finds an actual high school girl and is like, nice. That's the one I want. Right? Like, sometimes I think about, if I think about it too much, I'm like, oh, no. Takes away the fun. Takes away the fun. You know, um, that's a little confusing. My leash, I will pause you just for a moment. Um, yeah. How long is our cake going in the oven for? 45 to 50 minutes. 45 to 50 minutes. Until a toothpick comes out clean. Okay. According to Miss Claire Saffitz. All right. Put it, putting us on for 45 yeah, it does seem like a good warm oven. Mm-hmm. Let me make sure, double check that. Yeah, yeah, yeah forty-five yeah. to fifty-five minutes till okay. the center comes out clean. Um, ready? Yeah. So I, I am surprised that Emmett's your favorite character. I, I didn't think you were going to be surprised only because, um, as the resident Aries in the front. Well, group, okay, that part of it does uh, intense jock energy is what I'm always bringing to the table. No, so. You're here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah, pretty much. The entire time they're playing baseball to a super massive black hole. I was just going to say we got to talk about the baseball scene. Well, we got to talk about the soundtrack. Because say what you will about the films from a film critic perspective, perhaps they're not the greatest. The soundtracks are phenomenal. Well, I mean, we take a short break and come back to the soundtrack. Yes. I feel it deserves its own section. Okay. We will be back with you guys in a little bit. Okay, 
Okay, so, well, I mean, what do you, let's, you know, let's just take a minute here. What do you got going on on the stove? Oh, yeah, that's right. <sighs> oh, that's right, she says, like, a delicious fragrance hasn't filled the room. Mm. So, for our beverage today, because it's absolutely fucking disgusting outside weather-wise. It is, uh, the weather outside is indeed frightful. It's like monsoon. It is. Classic Halifax. Oh. Anyway. Um, I wanted to do a warm beverage for us, mm. and it just so happens that I was just at Costco for the first time in like three years yesterday. Oh my god, it's been that long. Yeah, I don't have a membership. That's fair. It's uh, re residual from Kirk not being allowed to have a membership. Well, someone <laughs> has to pay the price. Yeah, someone does. Anyway, whilst I was there, my eyes happened upon a multi-pack of Tazo brand pre-made chai tea. Now, for anybody that hasn't seen this before, isn't familiar with it, Tazo chai tea is what they use at Starbucks to make all of their chai tea beverages. Take us right back. Right back. So, Delaney and I, um, off air, we're really quickly discussing this, but uh, we'll bring you listeners in, well, just because we, we like, like you. This is, to this is top quality content here. It we really put is. Put we got, we're going to put a pin in it. Um, both of us, before really becoming coffee drinkers, um, kind of met in the middle at Starbucks and would get uh, would get the chai latte. beverages. Chai latte, chai frappuccino was big for me. Oh. Well, I mean, listen, With the you're, whip. you're in grade nine. Yeah. You've got your pocket money from your job. Yeah. And what do you do? You're going to blow, you know, all of it on Starbucks. All of it. Because that's a cool thing to do. You show up to your high school class with a Starbucks and everyone's like, oh my God. Uh, um, I'm going to bring this all together for you really nicely. When I went to the New Moon Midnight Madness release, uh -huh. I got a chai latte because it was I was like Paint oh my god I need like something caffeinated because like I need to stay up late for this event it goes past <laughs> midnight and at 12 I was like that's so late listen I still think midnight <laughs> but you know, I know I, that feeling when you're like oh, I'm actually going to an event so I'm gonna and treat I'm gonna myself get a, get a little something a little... in a coffee cup that like could be coffee but only I know it's not coffee <laughs> but it makes you feel very cool and then you show up and you're like I felt very adult for the release Yes, I did. I wore a, a decorative uh, scarf. Yes, I had a decorative scarf yeah. from Stitches. Oh my I was God. wearing a graphic T-shirt from uh, oh. Blue Notes. Okay. Black skinny jeans oh, yeah. and my slip-on Converse, oh. low-top Converse. Wow. No one could tell me I wasn't the shit. No, they could not. Even if they did, you wouldn't. Have I them. would not have listened. Not you at all. You were there for one man and one man only, and that was Emmett Cullen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I already forgot that I revealed that to the oh, pod. Oh, I will never let it go. Nope. Um, so anyway, with chai in mind, I was thinking of a way to spike this for us and turn this into a fun little, um, along the same lines as a hot toddy, but obviously chai based, a little different. So we are going to be mixing our chai tea with some lovely Kentucky bourbon. Ooh. Yes. I'm excited. So yeah. wait, is this going to be like a... Like a latte vibe or chai only? We pour this it over ice? Be, uh, this is going to be chai bourbon only. Mm. Um, we are going to keep it warm just because, again, uh, like a hot toddy, it'll be nice. Like and, a sip uh, and drink. It'll uh, warm your belly. Ooh. Yes. Okay. So uh, it's just almost done heating up on the stovetop here. So I'm going to actually grab us some mugs and I'm going to get the bourbon out of the liquor cabinet. Well, listen, we can unpack the soundtrack while we Whilst sip our we burbs. sip our burbs. And uh, the cake is looking real good. Yes, I'm we, terrified we that I didn't like put enough on it. <laughs> yeah, and then gave each other a long look, going, "Wow, she's really ours. She's really our baby." And I'm I'm a little nervous that I didn't like grease the sides of the pan enough, but I have faith. I have faith too. I, I think hope it's so. gonna be okay. If nothing else, no one will see it, and that's okay. It's exactly. still it tastes good. All right. So yes, the uh, a few things are as powerful, I think, as the Twilight soundtrack. Yes, and I was beginning to tell you a quick anecdote about my first experience. And then I was like, can it, bud? Save it for Save the Save it for the pod. Um, so I, <laughs> as previously stated, the first Twilight movie came out when I was like just finishing up middle school. Yeah. So around Christmas time, the year that the movie was released, sorry, I'm looking for my shot glass. I can't find it. There it is. Around the time the movie was released, it was Christmas. And I remember so excited. I saw... Underneath the tree, my family, uh, typically what we'll do for Christmas is throughout the weeks leading up to the actual day, mm. we'll wrap and start just gradually Popping putting gifts under, under the yeah. tree. Um, as a 
nosy 12 year old, I was keeping a, an eagle eye to see which ones had my name on them. And I saw also that- Also a name shared with a young Dakota Fanning's character, just as a reminder. I hate you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> circle back to that. Yeah, we'll circle back to yeah. that. Um, anyway, so yes, I saw that there was a, uh, a flat square item under the tree addressed to me from my sister, Sarah. Dare we say perhaps twas a, a a disc? A disc of some perhaps, kind. Perhaps a CD-ROM? A no, CD-ROM. I guess not a CD-ROM. Not for the computer, but it definitely was a CD. Like, a CD has a distinct shape and, and like weight. weight so i knew i knew that that sucker was a cd of some kind my first thought was that it was a circus by britney spears <laughs> the circus <laughs> album had also recently dropped and i was a uh, very much looking forward to that mm-hmm. when i unwrapped it on christmas morning oh i gotta make a bit more try here um when i unwrapped it on christmas morning i was a little shocked to see that it was not circus but in fact the first Twilight movies soundtrack. So not a disappointment. Not a disappointment. Just a different outcome. And I really, I, I kind of fell in love from there. Well, now is this on the first soundtrack? You know what, let me, I'd like to pull up the pull discography. Pull up the track list. I can I'd tell like you right now, I'm pretty this. sure the first song on that CD is by Paramore, and it was a song they wrote specifically for the movie. All right, Twilight. Which if that's not the most 2008 bullshit you've ever soundtrack. heard. Soundtrack. Twilight soundtrack. Let's pull it up here. Let's take a peek. Mm-hmm. More songs. Okay, so, well, track number one, Supermassive Black Hole. Oh, okay, so don't worry. Track number two, Decode by Paramore. Oh, it was. De- okay, yeah, because it decodes the one I was thinking of. And that was a powerful song for you? It really was. I love Paramore so much. I mean, there's one that I would like to address perhaps more than any other song. Okay, go for it. Never Think by Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Never Think. <laughs> Never Think. Never Think. And then Decode, acoustic version. Also on the list. I mean, so this was a powerful, a little more mild. I mean, this was a powerful. Uh, this is this I'm is just a pretty. Yeah, take, take a, a quick look. look. I mean, we got um, listen another flightless bird, American mouth. Oh, that's a nice. The one. introduction of iron and wine to a mass of people that were yes. previously unaware. Also, go all the way into the twilight is very good. Oh, spotlight by Mute Math. That's a great like. Early, or sorry, not early Oscar, but like 2008, like, indie band, like, they're doing a song for a big movie soundtrack, like, it's very fun. I mean, the, the inclusion of Supermassive Black Hole in the baseball scene was Iconic. Cinematic, like, poetic cinema. History was made that day. It, it, to this day... And then you, I mean, you got the thunder. Well, you got which Emmett the running time. around, just showing off that physical bravado. Yeah, except like the world's worst CGI running, where they're all lifting their arms and legs, yeah. and then it's just the everything else rushing, rushing by. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, they can only play baseball during a thunderstorm. It makes sense. Yeah, because they hit the ball so hard that it sounds like thunder crashing. Yeah, and the ball wouldn't split or anything. So it's no, fine. absolutely not. It's a when it's hit ball. with that much force. No, it just transcends time and space yes it does that i mean listen there's when i think of twilight that is the first thing i think of is that baseball scene and that song yeah because the combo was just unparalleled and i don't think um uh oh god what's the band that does the song uh muse muse thank you muse um oh no muse i think i think that's their best known song unfortunately <laughs> yes and it's because of twilight <laughs> not their best song but it is probably their most widely recognized tune because 100%, of twilight 100% it, it is an angry muse fan that sneaks in and being like, and we're not okay, well, you know what i have to say to them just because fucking the lead singer became kate hudson's baby daddy for a minute doesn't mean they can get up on their high horse wow what a weird Connect. Yeah, I like that you just peppered that in I'm there. Full of them. You're straight. Actually, uh, as interesting, you mentioned Muse because I do know yeah, I have an, I have one in the back pocket for that. <laughs> wow. Um, that's what I'm saying is that genuinely, after the Twilight, like this first Twilight movie came out, that's the only other time that Muse has been on my radar. I mean, it's not you don't. And it wasn't even her most recent child. I'm pretty sure it was like her second one. Okay. Well, you know, yeah. listen, you. If it's the way you choose to connect to the Twilight Empire is via your own child, via mm-hmm. the lead singer of Muse, you gotta do what you gotta do. Now Everybody's there is gotta a... get their piece of cake. Oh. 
There is one other thing that I would just like to bring up, mm -hmm. just because it's it's very specific. Mm -hmm. and not, un not unlike your muse fact. No, not unlike my muse Super broad fact. and commonly known. Um, so I don't have any particular, like, love for these movies. I definitely watched them out of obligation because I was such a big fan of the books. And okay. the first movie I think I liked more so than the rest because it really just started to pander after that point. Okay. Like, you could tell the studios were just all over it and trying to get as much, as much money, money as they could. Sure. But there is one thing that I think they did a really, really good job with, and I stand by this to this day. Bella's wedding dress. Not the one from the dream sequence. Oh. The long sleeve oh, one. Yeah, okay, the long yeah, sleeve yeah. lace with the buttons all the way down the back. The thing's all over my Pinterest. I, is it? I, it really is. I. It I is a beautiful dress. No shame in stating that. I absolutely, it is absolutely a, love it. I, so, thoughts on? I mean, okay. So we, you know, we've everybody's seen the first one, but if we dive a little deeper, if we dive just a little deeper, yeah, you know. What is your favorite of non the, not the first, like beyond the first? Honestly, it's as far as the movies go, it's difficult for me because the second movie I find hard to watch just because she's like we spend so much time with her just being really sad. It's the most annoying thing. It's though. really it's so hard to watch her wallow. It's really hard to watch her it wallow. It drives me. I don't like it. Insane. We're, just the whole time she's just like, oh my god. He Edward. doesn't love me. I'd and rather be dead. He's, <laughs> guess I'll die. <laughs> he's like, this is what I get for trying to fuck around with like a 16-year-old. But he's somewhere in Italy being dramatic. Oh god, yeah. He's somewhere in Italy being like genuinely suicidal. Like, Which is so fucked up. Like, so it's fucked, so fucked up. up. Okay, well, listen. We've got I'm our hot here. Oh yeah. Shall we migrate? Let's we migrate. Can, uh, we're just gonna migrate to the table. Yeah, you know, a little premature. It's a little, a little uh, different than what we normally do. But I'm excited about. But you know, it's the season finale, and all the rules are out the window. All the rules, season finale, baby. All the rules are out the window. <laughs> um, yeah, astounding that that's a genuine plot point. That uh, Edward yeah. is so distraught, so distraught over his high school girlfriend that he is yes. going to essentially, you know, kind of suicide by vampire cop. Mm-hmm. Now, in the books, I did really, I did really like the third book because there was a lot more in terms of stuff going on with like them getting into the vampire lore, and um, that's where they go back and forth in perspectives, right? Yeah, and I think that's very cool. I like it when they change like the narrative perspective in mm -hmm. books, whereas I think it would, we are just kind of following Bella's for most of them. But mm -hmm. um, the movies, I cannot. You cannot. The third movie? I famously. Oh. Famously. First one of the night. Last one of the season. Was drug. Dragged. Drug? Dragged. Oh, I was like, you were drugged up. No, no, no. You were dragged. I was dragged by my mother, my sister, and a family friend to see Breaking Dawn Part 2 in the theater. Oh, okay, so you didn't want to go? I didn't want to go. Okay. At that point, I was so emotionally checked out of that franchise. As I said before, like it just—it seemed like such a money grab. Mm -hmm. The fact that they split the third book into two parts was infuriating to me. Like I just—I was like, this is absolutely fucking ridiculous. And it, it was so much overexposure of the Twilight franchise as well at that point. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, like from the time the first book gained popularity to when the last movie was released in theater, like that's—it's a very long time. It is a long time. I think at least four or five years like I was just like oh my god which so, I mean it's just dwarfed by Harry Potter anyway oh god but like I feel like the fervor that consumed people when it came to Twilight was like beyond yeah and I, and I remember because I remember being like I feeling like I was the only one in that theater who wasn't like drinking the Kool-Aid like everybody was so excited but I Some get people why were dressed up. Like, the hype was so oh the intense. hype was so real I get why everyone was so fired up about it because they're like okay we're, we you know we've read this this is the end yeah. this is the end we're seeing it happen and I gotta fucking say okay that psycho scene that battle psycho scene oh like, and it all of a sudden you think everybody's dead. with your emotions. You like, think, like, Carlisle's head gets ripped off. You think everyone's dying. Rami Malek is sitting just, there with his big wide eyes, and you're like, oh, no. Oh, God. Frog daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And, uh, 
and then all of a sudden it boom it's just alice and you're like <sighs> like that fucked me up that, i thought that alice. was powerful sorry we'll just you, you triggered a i triggered a memory uh not a memory but a thought that i've always had i'd like to take a sip of this before you uh yeah do <clears throat> before i have to answer it might be uh, a little hot but listen it smells incredible okay oh yeah luxurious tastes like christmas time I'm so glad. The chai is not as powerful as I was expecting. No, that's what I like about the Tazo chai. Like, it's definitely a little bit more... I don't know, it's still chai but I think without the milk, it... I, yeah, like, you do get the flavors get, a little more. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice mm-hmm. blend. So, unload. Hit me. The wig. The oh. Alice wig. I mean, her weird spiky, I want to talk to the manager hair. Like, wh- Ashley Green is a beautiful pixie woman like she, she has a tiny little baby pixie a lady. perfect face and i don't know do you think they put her in the bad wig because they already knew that christian, christian stewart was they were already trying to make her look as plain as humanly possible and so they were like well we can't have a b character well i mean outshine between nikki reed and ashley green uh-huh like and uh freaking what's her name who plays uh esme no. Elizabeth Reeser. Elizabeth Reeser, thank you. You're so welcome. I mean, th- you got, I, and, you know, and then you got Jackson Rathbone, you got Robert Pattinson, you got the guy who plays Carlisle. You know his name? I do. Peter Fascinelli. <laughs> thank you, Peter Fascinelli. He came to Halifax once. I remember hearing about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, anyways. But you got, I mean, just, like, knockout after knockout. Like, all these people are so beautiful. A lot of symmetrical so faces. A lot of symmetrical faces. Not that Kristen Stewart does not have a symmetrical face. She's beautiful. No, but they just didn't put but a they, stitch of makeup on her. Well, they played her down purposely, which I get. Yeah. That was the point. But, like, you can't... I'm sorry. A bad wig's not going to... All it's going to do is make Ashley Green exist in a bad wig. <laughs> yeah. Her face just draws attention to the fact her that the wig is, is bad. Her face is the same. It's yeah. just... And I think they've tried so hard to be like, oh, Alice is so quirky. She's quirky. She's got a quirky She's haircut. Quirky. She's quirky. She's fun. She's quirky. She can see like, into the future. Her husband is maybe still a racist. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> you know, and everyone's like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Got to address that at some point. Yep. I demand answers. I want to know if I want to know if I have a problematic fave. And I suspect I do. I feel like you could pick any of the characters in that movie, or in those books, though, and it's a problematic Yeah, it could be problematic in one way or another. Yeah. Speaking but, of problematic, last big touchstone that we kind of lightly glossed over the beginning of the ep, but I think we'd be remiss not to talk about it here. Uh-huh. The vampire baby and the werewolf. <sighs> Do you remember I just reading the, it? I just went through the five stages. Of for the first time in yes. the book. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do remember it. It's taking me back. I'm like, I'm there right now. <laughs> it makes me a little I'm emotional. I'm getting a little emotional. It's making me a little emotional. <laughs> yeah, it's... Probably one of the most traumatizing things I've ever read in my life. Uh, well, the setup for it is very uh, anticlimactic because you're, as a reader, you're already just totally like <coughs> distracted by the fact that Bella finally has been turned into a vampire. So you're like, this is this is it. After like, this we is kind of the big thing. After we really just had to trudge through the honeymoon thing. Oh, the you know where she hadn't been turned, she hadn't been turned into a vampire beds are breaking and I'm like he's breaking the bed and I'm like there's no way that her pelvis is probably not broken like oh, I'm real. stressed out they have to play baseball when there's thunder and you're telling and you're me telling that he me. didn't break bones while he was boning yeah like, and like no and like that the, she wakes up the next morning and she's like well I've noticed I'm pregnant pregnant I'm pregnant I'm pregnant I'm she was the one that put that yahoo answer have sex hurt baby top of his head? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, well, not we when it's a vampire to, baby, well, I we guess. we just had to slog through that. So we get through that. And then there's the whole, the like, horrid fuckery thing. of the fact that the baby grows so goddamn quickly. That it's devouring her. It's literally eating her from the inside out. Traumatizing for a well, teenager to they, read that. And in the movie, like, they really go hard on making Kristen Stewart look like she's wasting away. Yeah, it's not good. And it's like, can we, like, what uh, rational person is like, mm, we're gonna let this go. Yeah, we're gonna let this go. Yeah. Poor Charlie Swan's just sitting at home. Oh, He's God. got no idea this is going on. He just is hoping that she's using protection. He's just a simple man. Just a simple man. Let his eighteen-year-old get married. Fuck me. <laughs> and then boom, we're introduced to fucking Renesmee. Nessie. 
You named my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster! So, truly, truly, because Breaking Dawn Part 2, as you might recall, picks up. the most stressful conversation Picks up right after (laughs) Bella wakes up after her transition, and I knew it was coming. Like, I knew there was no way they were going to cut that line out of the movie. Literally. Are you sweating? I'm, like... My heart is beating faster. Like, I'm stressed. When she comes out of the house and yells that line at Taylor Lautner, I... In I'm the just theater, like so mad. In the theater, surrounded by all these diehard fans, I was a I was a cynical, sarcastic 17-year-old. I remember sitting there and just thinking to myself, why the hell did I pay money to see this? Like, I can't believe this got through a screening room and was like, people were like, yeah, absolutely. This, this is good. I would also like to address how they went from, like, being devoured by her own fetus. Mm-hmm. Kristen Stewart to we're gonna put every visual effect on Kristen Stewart to augment what is already a quite a few gifts from God. Yeah. To make her like the most stunning stunning vampire anybody's ever seen. Yeah. Like and then and then out of this beautiful monster they've built, that's yeah. what comes out. Uh-huh. Messy. The CGI child Devil of your baby. nightmares. Like, like what the fuck were they thinking with that CGI? Uh, who and also, like, wasn't was there like a, a like a doll? Like, there was an actual yes. physical doll that they would use in certain shots. Like, like, why didn't they just get a regular baby? They did not have to blend those faces together. They really didn't. They did not have to make her look like this. And this weird was at, like up the head. dawn of like CGI being used a little more heavy-handedly I in like, movies. You just didn't need to do that. You could have mm-hmm. gone practical effects. Could have gotten a regular baby. Babies mm-hmm. look like babies. Like, even though it's a vampire baby, like. Put, I don't know, put some flash extensions on it. I, I mean, like... I don't think they CGI'd the baby that Dakota Fanning hurled into a, a funeral pyre, so, you know. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> this franchise, I swear to fucking God. That makes it sound like she hurled a real baby. <laughs> they did not CGI the baby. Dakota Fanning <laughs> hurled. And oh remember, she does it so casually. Like, she's, she's sitting there and she in. just, her face doesn't even change. She just goes, huh. <laughs> just, huh. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, her character actually infamously named Jane. 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 We're going to have to get Jane's opinion. Yeah. Uh, you know, her, her whole thing was stoicism. She didn't give a fuck. No, she truly did and not. What was up with her weird brother? Oh, now yeah. we're really going... Uh, Jamie what, Campbell Bauer. Yeah, what happened to him? Nothing. <laughs> nothing? <laughs> no, truly nothing. He's just hanging? Yeah, I think... Well, he's a British actor, right? So, like, he was in... Of course. Well, you know, actually... Uh-huh. Kind of parallels here, but he... Jamie Campbell Bauer, I'm pretty sure, played Grindelwald in... He did. Fantastic in the movie Beasts. that nobody wants. Yeah, the movie that nobody saw. This is, you know, conversation yeah. for another day. Yeah, but the, the J.K. Rowling of it all, we can get into it another ugh. time. But, um... But, yeah. No, I wasn't, uh... The fact alone that Stephanie Meyer was like, Oh, my God. Renesmee. It's a perfect name. It's like, why? Why? No one wants, you know, little rigatoni, whatever, like, baby, weird CGI baby, like, it really, I mean, it ruined it. I mean, not that it was already, like, it wasn't on some pedestal for me, but it really, I was like, ooh, I this just, movie took a you hit. You really can't take it seriously after... No. Taylor Lautner has to look into the camera and says, I'm imprinted on your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I think about it, like, I go feral. Like, it makes yeah. me feel feral. Like, I, I'm unhinged at the thought that, like, Stephanie Meyer was like, this is a great plot device. Yeah, like, what a twist. This grown adult me? male will imprint on not only a, a birthed baby, but an unborn fetus. Yeah. And then we'll later explain that's why he wanted to be close to, to the birthing parent the entire time. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? But you know what, Delaney? It makes a lot of sense, right? Because there was absolutely nothing else going on plot-wise at that point. They really needed something to pump up the story. And I mean, I guess it, it did. I just... Well, that was me being very sarcastic, because... I, I just... Oh. The Illuminati or whatever the fuck. Or what like, they called the Vol... Sure. Sure. The, yeah, the vampire Illuminati. It's the same thing. <laughs> but I mean, that's what I don't understand. I was like, why do you have this weird? Why couldn't Jacob have just been like the the great friend who's there to 
babysit on weekends, you know? Like, why? Wholesome friend zone. Like, come on. Why does he have to? It's so creepy. It's tried and true. It's so creepy. Yeah. And I get that it's not, like, a romantic thing or whatever, but I'm like, is it gonna be? These are the questions. We need to get Stephanie Meyer on the phone. We need to send her the link so she can send us a voice message. Listen, we're ending season one with big questions. Is is Taylor Lautner's character going to marry this baby in the future? Not and as also, a baby. <laughs> when when does Renesmee stop growing? Well, didn't they fuck, they figure that out because they were stressed. They were like, oh my gosh, she's going to die in like 10 yeah, seconds. Yeah, she's going to be like an old woman she's by like next month. She's got Benjamin Button syndrome. Oh my god, yeah. And then they have found that other weird person oh, yeah, that had that, the same that's thing. That's way too convoluted. Right? I was I, like, okay, I we could have figured this out. Mind. We could have figured this out another way. But they figure out she's not going to, you know, grow yeah. up and die in like 10 days. Yeah. And they're like, oh, terrific. How convenient. But terrific. But it just <laughs> stops when she's at like her optimal self. Her optimal beauty. How terrific. So convenient. Listen. Well, I mean, how can we... I just... These are the questions. Do, do you this have is, any like final final thoughts or final questions to yes. pose? Yes, I do. Before, yeah, we, I do. before we put a wrap on our first, first season of the pod? Yeah, and I do, and they're powerful. Okay. One. You fucking Brussels sprout. Oh, my God. One, why, 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 <laughs> just why, 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 why the baby, why the imprinting on the baby, mm-hmm. two, is Jackson, nope, is Jasper, why Confederate soldier, mm-hmm. and update me on his current level of racism, yeah, I need to know, has this been resolved, yes, three, uh, those were my two questions. Okay. <laughs> Just spit everywhere. Okay. Sorry. Those three. Were my, three. Okay. Yeah. Nikki Reed. I want to know how much longer it took her to get into hair and makeup every day than everybody else. Than everybody else, mm-hmm. simply because they refused to hire a blonde pale actress. Yeah. Agreed. Another. It's a good question. How much money collectively did they spend on wigs? What was the wig budget of this movie? Because what was. The, what well, have I think said? Of, think about how many people were in wigs, okay? Taylor Lockett. Everybody was in wigs. Like, everybody was in wigs. Everybody was in wigs. Why? Sure even Robert Pattinson must have been in a wig at the some point. The bouffant was out of control. <laughs> Fifth question, or whatever question okay. we're on. Why was there not more Robert Pattinson on the soundtrack? <laughs> why did he don't address... Don't think, or never <laughs> think. Never think. Yeah. Six. Why specifically in that one scene does he mention that he's reading people's minds and the one guy is thinking about cats? Such but a strange it's never detail, brought up but again. it's never brought up again. Also, also, what's wrong with her brain that he can't read her mind? Yeah, Do they ever address it? No, they don't. I have, I have questions and I want answers. I want answers. Also, final thought for me, mm-hmm. one of my favorite things about the Twilight franchise in general, we got pre-peak career Anna Kendrick. <laughs> We did. We, we really did. did. We did. And when she goes back, whenever she, uh, you know, is clearly looking for a little attention on Twitter, she will tweet about the fact that she forgets sometimes that she's been in those movies. Oh my God, please, you do not forget. But it's still in Twilight. It still entertains me to think about that. Yes, it is wild to think that she was like the nobody in that movie. She was. A, she was a scene. Stealer. And then she, you know, Pitch Perfect happened to us, and here, here we are. And none today. of us have ever recovered because not really. We can get into pitch perfect another day. We'll never hear um, titanium the same way again. (laughs) Although, I mean, really, is anything more powerful than Britney Snow singing nude to somebody in the shower? (laughs) Nothing. We've all been there. It's a dream. But the bottom line is that this is our final episode of the season. Yes. Which is powerful. And we're leaving it with more questions than answers. We're leaving it with a cake in the oven. Will the cake still be there when we return? In January, I don't know. It's a question that only Stephanie Myers has the answer to. It hopefully, when we return to you guys, our faithful listeners, all three of you, <laughs> and we love every single one. <laughs> um, hopefully, we'll have some answers to these questions. The cake will be out of the oven. Hopefully, we'll have healed from remembering many of these scenes. Yep, and uh, and we just have to take this journey. Mm-hmm. You can just picture us over the next few weeks. Digging through archives by candlelight, trying to find the answer. 
fending off the Yule lads as we go. Oh my god. God help us, December 20th is around the corner and oh, Sausage no. Swiper could sausage be in the Swiper's coming. Sausage. Keep your eyes to the sky. Keep your eyes to the horizon. To the horizon. For we will return. Oh, I just saw <gasps> that some lightning. That was lightning. Oh god. Wow, what a send off. That's crazy. We gotta All go right, out and play some baseball. Oh my god. I think that's our cue. We I think that is. Supermassive black well, hole it, baby. We uh, thank you listeners for hanging in with us for 10 whole episodes. Our very first season and not to be the last. 10 weeks of pure joy. True. With you. Oh my god. My leash. With you, my lord. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we bid you adieu until January 2022. And in the meantime, stay salty. Stay salty. Thank you.